Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. A disappointing uh, result America has just endured in Columbus, Ohio. And joining me today to talk all things America and let out their frustration in all different kinds of ways is none other than Christian Rosendo and Chris Rivera. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Doing not that so well. Um, after, obviously, after that game we just witnessed, that's not how... Um, we wanted the, the night to go, right? Especially on the Monday start of the week, right? But besides the game, though, I'm doing pretty well, Ivan. I'm glad uh, you guys are doing well yourself. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been, been a little bit been a while since I've been on, so it should be nice to chat it up a little bit. Um, I wish it could be about a different result, but this this will do for now, I guess. I guess it will do for now, just in that sense. And Chris, I think out of everyone, you're probably the most heated at the moment. Yeah, I'm feeling crappy, brother. Very crappy. <laughs> That's understandable. And, and and we'll talk about why it is that we all feel crappy tonight. Uh, a lot of things went wrong for America in this game. It, they were a shadow of what they demonstrated against St. Louis, and they, they completely just deteriorated. Um, I think everyone is in agreement that the one person to blame here is uh, the manager, Andre Jardine. I think he got it all wrong in this game, right? I, I think I saw a couple of tweets asking why is it that he went out and experimented the way he did. Um, I, I kind of get why he moved around the, the, the team. We had already punched our ticket into the next round. And I think maybe he was just trying to see players in different areas and, and maybe kind of see, okay, who's going to fit where. I don't think we're going to see Hayane ever rotate like that in the near future again, Christian. Yeah. Um, they're definitely interesting lineup choice. Um, like you said, I understand why he did it. Um, us already advanced to the second round, so like there was no pressure of us actually needing to win the game uh, in order to advance, right? So I, I understand why he chose this game to do it. My problem is that he, I guess he did it with players that we know don't give you anything. They don't offer nothing. If you're going to experiment, do it with players that you really haven't seen much. Academy players, um, like like me, and Chris was talking about it earlier. Maybe try putting some at the ten. Um, you know, put in put in a, a someone else on, on left on left back, someone from the academy. If you want to give Kevin a break, that's fine. You put someone from the academy from the right. Someone we haven't seen, not players that we've seen over and over and over again, like Nestor Rajo, like Miguel Layun, like Salvador Reyes. Like these are players that we know they're not going to give you anything. They're not going to offer nothing new, and to put them out like there to just get the same results over and over again, it's a little frustrating. Um, but I, I will definitely give this like 75% to, to, to Jardine. Chris, uh, what do you think was the biggest mistake that the coach made tonight? It's assuming like, like Christian said, you know, like if we lose four, one with Academy players out there, you don't really get mad. You're like, okay, we, we kind of see who's ahead, who isn't, but you put in Nessa Araujo, right? Who, 
I'm sure I could speak for the whole fan base. Like, hurry up and go to Greece, you know? Like, we already know the deal. It's all practically done. Like, go. Like, like you and another guy, right? Like, he'll give you one good moment, and then the whole game is awful. Uh, to me, a lot, a lot of things. It's also kind of forcing the formation. I don't know if many people are kind of noticing that, but you don't have to put Leo Suarez at the 10. I know you like him there, but you don't have to put him there. Like, if you're going to bench Henry, you know, like, like put Jonathan Dos Santos out there, you know, for example. Because one thing that we lacked really bad and the first goal came from there is from the fact that there's no one there to cover, you know, that, that part of the field. It's, just, it's a frustrating uh, loss from the fact that there's no really, uh, there's no bright side out of this, right? The only thing that we could say is, you know what, it was a pointless game because we're going to into the next round. But obviously, you want to be first just for bragging rights, you know? Because now, because people are having this, like, I mean, you see the memes whenever a, a Mexican team loses and all that. Now it's like, oh, you guys aren't anything special. When for us, it's like pride, you know? No, 100%. It, it was an it, it's a day of shame for every Americanista out there, especially the ones who went out there to spend their hard earned money to see an America team just fold as easily as they did. I think the biggest concern for me tonight was just how terrible we are in front of goal. Like I get it, we scored four against St. Louis, but we easily could have ended that game with eight, nine goals, right? If we weren't so reckless with with our finishing today, same thing goes. Quinones could have easily have turned the game on its head five minutes in with that great ball that Sendeja puts in, right? Slots at home. We're talking about a different game, a much different America that has a much more different control. The frustrating thing about it is that these goals that you don't end up scoring eventually end up biting you and you end up conceding them. Now it's a mountain to climb. There's a lot of questionable stuff that happened tonight, right? And you guys talk about Nestor Araujo. If you look back to that first goal that, uh, no, not, excuse me, not the first goal, to the second goal that we can see, which is obviously the penalty that was given. And Nestor Araujo gets caught just tracking the wrong player. Like he purposely exposes himself. Like he runs towards the player that you think is going to get the ball and just completely leaves space wide open. And Chavarez is nowhere near because he was on, on the counterattack. So it was it, it was just poor, something that Nestor should not be doing because that year of experience, those years of experience under the European, uh, whenever he played in Europe, whenever he played with the Mexican national team, we think someone with that caliber would at least be able to read a play much better. None, none, that was not the case. And that was the most frustrating thing about that in that sense. Miguel Ayun, whenever I saw America get uh, on that left-hand side, he was always slowing down the attack. Always. There was never anything vertical from him. It was always, okay, take a touch, try to cut back, and then try to see if he can play a pass or take a shot. Nothing ever good came out of him. And then, I don't know, like, I I just felt like it was a game where America just self-sabotaged and shot themselves in the foot. And, you know, credit to Columbus because they they played their game. They did what they had to do. They, you know, cut down our spaces. And I mentioned this on on the podcast we on Friday when we had um, the guys from from the Upper Ninety uh, podcast, and I mentioned that this was going to be an interesting game because we finally were going to go against a team that plays something similar to us, a little bit more direct, 
something that we'll, you know, we'll see from a Tigres, from a Monterrey, from those, you know, top sides in Liga MX. And we completely folded. And that is just unacceptable. And we're yet to hear what Harine says in his post-match conference. But, I mean, there's really nothing that you can take away from this game, Christian, and say that there's something to kind of hold out for hope. Yeah, no, uh, this is definitely a, a post-conference where you kind of want to see some self, self-criticism, self right? And um, I, I think I think this is a game where he will look back and he'll 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 learn a few things. Like uh, I think Chris was mentioning it earlier in our group chat, um, you know, at least it happened now in the early stages, not maybe in the later rounds. Um, if you want to talk about little little bits of bright sides to this to this thing, um, and you know, it's just time to face reality that you messed up, and there's just certain players that just can't start for this club. Um, you mentioned that you just slowing down every single attack, and he got a little bit of space. And he just didn't seem daring to kind of take on a defender or just start to move the ball forward. He would stop and let everyone come back from Columbus and then wait for our players too. And then at that point, the element of surprise is over. And, you know, and Columbus is well set up. They defended very well. So credit to them for doing that. But it's just like you have a player like Brian Rodriguez on the bench, who I know maybe didn't start off the season on the right foot, but he is a true left winger. And like I said before earlier, you know what Ayun going to offer you. And why not just put up Brian Rodriguez there? Maybe he hasn't gotten many opportunities this season. Maybe this was a game for him to kind of shine. Uh, maybe offer a little bit of creativity going forward. <clears throat> um, it's just, like I said, self-criticism needs to happen from the coach. Because if it doesn't, then you start to question, okay, so is he, is he going to be always like this after after we after a big game? So let's just say next game we beat uh, Chicago for nothing, okay? And then we go back into the next round. Oh, does he want to experiment again? Is he going to be overconfident again? Because if you really notice, the two losses under under his reign was because he got overconfident. You know, he, he got overconfident during the game against Juarez and he put in the entire sub-20 and then we ended up losing the game here, right? And then after the 4-0 the crashing against St. Louis, he felt, okay, you know, we're, we're advanced already. So, you know, and, you know, we, we should be able to handle handle Columbus. So let me just throw out a makeshift lineup and let's see what they can offer. And that was the result, right? Like, this isn't, I'm, I, I'm no disrespect, but this isn't San Luis, right? We, we, we can't afford ourselves to be giving out results like this and trying to do experiments like this. Um, knowing damn well that the players that you put out aren't going to offer anything much more than maybe a Cantarano will do. Can I ask you something? <laughs> Since you brought up the, the San Luis thing, how much fault does Baños have in signing our coach this late? Because remember, he didn't practice uh, the preseason, oh. right? I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't think you, you I'm not know. saying that as an excuse too. Oh. I'm saying that there has to be some, some type of uh, impact, right? Some type of, uh, try to understand what you got, you know? So I want to know, like, I mean, you, like, if you, you, if you really haven't watched filmed on, on these players already, I mean, like, like, like you isn't, isn't 19 or, or 20, you know, you know what like you can yeah. offer you, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. and same thing with Chavarez, you've seen over the past like two years, maybe he hasn't played much. So I understand why you may want, want to test him out a little bit more. Him, I understand a little bit more. But even then, in the past two seasons, three seasons, he's, he's not the same player. He's, he's been on a downward trend every single season, ever since he came over with us. So it's time, like me and you, um, I think all of us have said that putting an academy player at that left-back position, we have two great players that are very promising and that can probably offer you a little bit more than what Chavarez is doing right now. Um, you know, something, and then Nessa Rajo, come on. Like, I, I, I think we've all... We've all seen what he did last season. And the first couple of examples that he's given us this season, he just isn't the man for it. 
And if you want to blame Emilio Lara, because he is at fault for, for, for the last two goals, but he's played out of position again. You know, we want to see him in the, in the center back position where we think he can thrive, but we're never going to get the chance because you're still putting players like Nessa Araujo over him. I think for me, that's the most frustrating thing about it. It's the fact that Nestor Araujo gets his chance yet again. Chris, you mentioned it, right? The fact that he's mm, practically wrapped up going to to uh, to Greece and Jardine wants to play him out again. Like, why? That, that's the frustrating thing about, about me. It's like, why experiment there? Like, I would love for him to start building a center back partnership in Israel Reyes and Casares and building it under the foundation that he wants to do with playing out the back and understanding exactly what it is that he's going to get from his center backs and what he wants them to do. I saw no reason as to why you put in Anissa Rajo. I understand the whole Layun thing because he wants to experiment in that sense. I understand if there's some rotation, if you put... Leo at the can spot. I understand all of that's perfectly fine. But don't move the one thing that's worked for you in that center back partnership, that back line actually, which looked very good against St. Louis. Granted, St. Louis did not attack the same way that Columbus did, but it would have been a good test. And I think that's what Harina didn't really grasp at this was an opportunity to test his defense to see truly how strong of a defense this could have been. I was fine with him making, uh, you know, substitutions and making all these different changes from the midfield going forward. But I would have much preferably not touched the back at all. I don't know if you agree with that or if you think otherwise. No, I agree. I, I think it's, 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 it's weird, right? Because it feels like we threw away this game. Uh, like, like, obviously, we don't want to discredit Columbus, right? They played a very good game. and. Maybe with our, our main squad, the same thing happens because there's, let's be honest, some starters, they weren't playing good either, you know? So maybe it's a chemistry thing. Maybe it's, you know, because the one thing that stood out from the St. Louis court passes in this game, oh, there was a lot of bad passes from Pendejas, Kevin Alvarez, Richard Sanchez, Fidalgo, like there was Layun, but there was a lot of bad passes, you know? So, so maybe we still lose, but it's just one of those things where, like you said, you know, let's build off of off of something, you know, like that defense. And, and like, I don't understand uh, not starting Henry Martin, right? Unless he's, like, coming from an injury with the national team, right? That's the only really the only thing, right? But in his system, you need to have Henry starting out there. And, and maybe you don't start Quinones, right? Maybe you start another left winger. But to me, that was just, it, I don't know. There's just a lot of questionable things off of this game. And I have to say, Quinones was poor the whole game. Poor. I mean, sure, he grabbed himself a goal, put himself in dangerous positions, but he was very um, wasteful, right? And, and very undisciplined in the sense that, dude, you know, because you played this game so much in Atlas, you know that you have to read the line. You cannot just, I, I don't understand how he got caught offside twice. In these dangerous opportunities, like this is the game he played in Atlas. He should understand. He should have already know how to read these type of situations. Like, don't like you're fast enough. You don't need a head start. Like you're gonna you're gonna beat these guys in pace. And it was frustrating because we could have this game could have easily turned around if one of those goals got called back and and Quinones was not offside, right? And I think that. Am I being a little bit critical on him? Yes, but I think for the money that we spend on him and for 
kind of the commotion that he's riled up and what he's already shown us, he has to be more clinical. And I I got on him against the, the miss against Puebla and I, I think it to myself, I'm probably a little too hard, but he misses against St. Louis and now he misses again against Columbus. It's like something has to change here. And he looked a shadow of himself as well without Henry. And I think it's going to be important that he has somewhat of a holding forward. If not, we're not going to see the best of Quinones because look what happened. He had all the responsibility today and wasn't able to do it on his own. Let me ask you this then. Does Cabecita score those opportunities? I don't know. Maybe. That's his competition, right? And maybe that's a good thing, right? If there's competition, it's a good thing. But let's say Cabecita starts scoring these later on and Quinone's still scoring, but he's missing a lot more. Would you sub uh, out or take out Quinones for a Cabecita? Yes, I want I want the most clinical person out there on that pitch. I think I think that um in, in relation to last game, because I do think you're right, Ivan. I think the game is just play better with the second striker. And I think me and Chris were talking about it earlier as well that we 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 think that um him and Henry just make a good thing. But I don't like I don't think Keelans was just primarily stuck on that left wing against St. Louis. I think him and Henry played a good partnership up top with no Suarez in the back, and then you just had your fullbacks come up. That's why when when Chris, when you were telling me uh, at halftime that we should we should uh, take a Layun and put just stick Keelans on the left side and put in Henry, I I, I for, for most of the match against St. Louis, I think I just saw them kind of partner up and just link between them uh, and with with the, with Leo at the ten, right? Um, I I think that's the way we should have played, it. maybe with different players, sure, but you know just don't don't change the formation. I think that that was working for us. I think that's where. Keonis feels more comfortable in there. Now, when we have Diego Valdez back, are we going to do the same thing? Are we just going to stick Keonis primarily on that left side, or are we going to bring them back a little bit closer with Diego Valdez kind of giving them the pass, which I think will can work, can work nicely, and just have um, uh, whoever the left back is, and then Kevin Alvarez just kind of run up the run up the, the, the sides, which I think worked, worked for us against St. Louis. And uh, like Elmer says, don't change nothing that isn't broken. And I understand that that's probably going to be the narrative of, of this, right? A lot of people are going to question why, why why move your pieces when everything kind of fell in place against St. Louis. And look, I, I'm not here to defend it, but I'm here to kind of try to see if I can make people understand. We had a ticket in already to the next round. Hardinet wanted an opportunity to have that preseason that Chris mentioned that he was kind of robbed of. And, you know, pieces in different places where he thought might be beneficial. And I think this, yeah, if you were ever going to experiment, this was probably going to be the game was probably the game that you were going to less lose something from because that's, you know, obviously we, no one likes to lose, but if, if America was to lose this one, two, one, we probably wouldn't be as upset. We probably be like, okay, there were some things that we need to fix, but we understand he moved some pieces around. It's just the way you lose too. That's also important because you got humiliated out there. Like you just completely lost players tanked. And obviously you saw that it was because of his substitutions because of his mistakes on implanting the game. And I honestly would have liked to see that structure, right? That, that you were talking about Christian, that formation. 
I would have loved to see that formation stick, just different players being used, and see maybe if that's what we're going moving forward. I understand that Jardine has an important task at trying to figure out what this America side is going to look like going forward. I know it's still very, very early on in the season for us, and this is technically just our fourth game in. So I, I, I get that the expectation is very much set high, as it should be, but we also need to give some time for this man to work out some things. And granted, yes, it should not end up looking like this. You should not be losing to Juarez, and you should definitely not be losing to Columbus by that margin that you did. But I also don't want people to get too carried away and understand that, okay, if this was if there was a game to lose 4-1, to one, and, and if there was a game to how did they have experiment and go wrong it had to be this game and this game only because now moving forward i think he's kind of in a situation where he cannot put a bad foot if not that he that seat's going to get hotter and hotter as the season progresses another quick question do you guys also feel that richard and fidalgo can't play with each other and maybe in this formation or I don't. I think both of them just mindset wise is go forward, right? And you see the first goal. There's just a gap there. Do you think they should be competing for one spot and then have the other side maybe be a Jonathan dos Santos Navera competition, or do you think it's just bad day, bad moment, and they? I think that we played the wrong formation because when we played Jonah Richard and Hidalgo against St. Louis, we did pretty well in the midfield control the whole game um like i'm saying i i, I don't i just don't think i i think like ivan like we're all saying this is a game of experimenting and he just got it wrong today it didn't work out for him and now he knows that we can't play like this going forward the players that we have and i think the way he's trying to mold it, it's not going to work like this but when when you put diego valdez instead of leo suarez you have henry julian on top and then you have the three midfield of richard fidalgo and jonathan I think that could work very well. Jonathan seems to be on, on a good level. And I think the only competition you have there is probably Naveda with Jonathan, but I don't see Jonathan trying to give up that spot any other day. Um, so I, I don't think it's a matter of them playing. They, they, they can't play with each other. It's just that I just think the formation didn't suit them. Um, and I think Jonathan is needed, or a CDM is needed uh, for this, I guess, for the way he wants to play uh, to make it work. Okay, so another question, right? My my bad, I'm throwing too many questions, but but let's just you know, let's say our the center back that we bring in is Cesar Montes, right? Which we could get into a little bit more, you know. But you still leave that that foreigner spot. Do you save it, or do you go after someone? I know the I know the the reports are you're not going after anyone as a center back, and that's it. But do you think there's a position? Where we lack someone, maybe an, an extranjero, right? Left, back. left, okay, left back, right? We could go after a left back, or we could get a CDM, which we talk about, right? Because a lot of the, the 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 anger from the fan base was, you let go of Aquino, and you have anyone to be a natural center defensive mid that you could either bring in or having a game where you need that that midfield uh, recovery, right? We have that extra foreigner spot. Would you guys go after someone for that for any position? It could be center back, another center back too. It could be a a left back, like you said, or center defensive mid. Or do you just leave that and kind of not handicap yourself? Because we know how this 
front office is when it comes to uh having or needing that that corner spot no i think i think we go with the left back and if any of the three aren't available if there's no um i guess suitable replacement then that's when you can change up the formation but when you change up the formation you have to understand your squad and what you have available and put them in the correct positions um like chris we were mentioning earlier like we want to see some devs because i think he played at the 10 at Nakata, if i'm not mistaken and yes Leo Suarez had a good preseason game at the 10 and that's why everyone fell in love with him at the 10 but i think he would probably be better suited at the right just switch them just put Leo Suarez on the, on the right and then the at the 10 that's what i'm saying though if you don't have your good available players what's the next best and the formation that fits the the team because today wasn't it I mean, you mentioned earlier, Quinones alone is just, he couldn't get it done. And maybe that's just, you know, maybe bad night, whatever, we can toss it up to that. But also, like I said, I just think he plays better with someone next to him. I think he feels a little more free. I, I think he, he can, he likes that partnership. That's how we see him explode. We saw it work very well against St. Louis. Um, and I, I think that's what we need to see going forward. But like I said, if you don't have your best available, what's the next best formation? And you fill in with, with those players. You can't just get your one formation and then just try to force it. Like you guys said earlier, it's just not going to work. And you can never results like this against better teams like Tigres one today, you know, Pachuca, whatever, but you, you know what I, mean. I agree with Christian. I don't think, um, I, I don't think you waste that foreigner spot. If you don't need it. Then don't rush into it. Cause really who, who's going to come in and try to fix the situation. And off the top of your head, you don't really think of anyone. So, I mean, unless you're going to find a way to bring back Guido Rodriguez, which I don't think is going to be a possibility, really none of your answers are so solved in that situation. So I do think that if America is smart, you don't kind of rush into that and, and fall into that. So you just kind of, okay, you play your part, you do what you can. And it's not to say that this squad is not competitive because it's very competitive, right? And, and it's picked to be one of the title contending squads in Liga Mekis. Not to mention how expensive it is already. So I, I think, yeah, you, you hold on to it and, and then you kind of see where you're at and, you know, you can't panic at the situation over just one result. But of course, there is some things that call for concern. But now it's up to Hardinette to figure out what exactly is going to be the case and exactly how you utilize this team and see what he has fit and what he doesn't. Right, but I think we we all said at the beginning of the season like you can bring in, you can bring in Ronaldo, you can bring Messi, you can bring Quinones, whatever. We know that our offense is good. We know that our midfield is good, but we all of us know the world knows that the defense will always be our weak link, and we haven't addressed it just besides Kevin Alvarez, right? And we saw that that that's not enough. We need that other center back. We don't have two competent center backs yet in this team. And obviously that left back position is just horrendous. Like if we're going to play with Chava Reyes, Miguel Layun, and Luis Fuentes for the whole season, I think teams are going to have a fee, a feast, a feast on that left-hand side. Um, so to answer Chris's question, I guess I would 1000%, no questions asked, you go for a left back. Um, and then you try to see if you have an academy player that can, you can promote to kind of be a rotational player for that midfield in case one does go down. To add to your, your Quinones comment, you know, a lot of his success comes from having Julio Fuchs right right next to him. And that's exactly what we need Henry, right? Like, I, I praise Henry a lot for being able to pull his mark, kind of being a little mini Peralta. Not as good, you know, in my opinion, 
or at least peak wise, but but still, like you have that guy that, that plays center able to pull his mark, make the other guy open, you know, or the other way around. But that's exactly what we need out of this this uh this team, right? I wouldn't even be mad if we went back to Piojo's five three two. Because I think that would they would work perfectly like that. I don't know what your guys' opinion on that is, but me personally, I w- I wouldn't even be against it. Like I said, it's just our left left fullback or left wing back in this formation. It just wouldn't work because we don't have anyone competent to, to play it. You know what I mean? I mean, someone played it in that. That's yeah, the I, I, I get it, but still, though. But, like, but, but see, we're going back to old things, what I'm saying. We yeah, know yeah, what yeah. these players can offer, yeah, and it's just yeah, going to yeah. be the same result every single time. I, I, I Honestly, I just lost hope. And, yeah, I guess hope would be the right word. Just lost hope. And like you and Ortava race to kind of, become something that that we all want to see and you know hopefully i'm wrong like i that's something i would love to be wrong on but it's just like it there's been too many examples too many too many tests where it just looks like they're they're just not going to go back to a prime like you or a chava reyes that that we that we kind of like when we saw him at puebla so i mean there's some stuff to kind of think about here going moving forward and I think on a night like this, you kind of look closely to the squad and, and you start kind of analyzing each position. And obviously, we, you mentioned Christian, right? That left back spot needs addressing. That center back needs addressing. I, I thought Casares played an okay game against Puebla, and I think he did a, a okay as, as well against St. Louis. You know, And obviously, he's going to have to be the, the, the starting center back against the Chicago Fire. But I... I just want to know what it is that these players are not captivating that, you know, they go from giving us the most spectacular game that we have seen in America Jersey to then giving us this horrendous result. And you think, how do you fold and bend so easily in such a short period? Cause it's such a, it's a quick turnaround. We played on Thursday, right? It's Monday. There's three days in a difference. You're telling me within three days, you, you, look like a shadow of yourself that's moved too much i mean i mean maybe diego reyes was right about his comment about traveling i don't know how far the distance was either so i don't, I don't know but but you know what diego reyes and columbus was not that far yeah you just moved too many things like things didn't need moving um over and over again yeah you know? there's no excuse yeah it, it's right. just mm-hmm. coaching yeah i agree so Midwest Control is asking, is there a reason why Brian Rodriguez is not starting in these games? It feels like everyone but him gets a starting spot. It's a fair shot, like you mentioned, Christian, right? It's probably a game where you probably wanted to see him get those minutes. Especially with him having this MLS experience, I think it would have gone well for him. Um, I know the minutes he had against St. Louis, I didn't think he did a poor job. So it's just it's, I'm saying. it's <laughs> trying to understand. It's trying to understand how to do it. Right, it's trying to understand what what was going through his mind and trying to understand why it is that he moved so many pieces. At the same time, understanding that he this was the only time he could move all these pieces. It's it's a very frustrating thing because I want to be mad and and rightfully so and be like, Karinek, like you should be punished. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you didn't you you didn't get the opportunity to look at all these players. So I understand why you rotate. I understand why you're why you're why you rest Henry. Right, like Gibran and I had just tweeted out the press conference. He said. Henry was the most the player with the most minutes last season was, was coming in with the most games played because of the national team and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's it's understandable why this is the game you give Henry less time. Why you kind of only bring him in when you think you need another goal. But at the same time, you kind of want to see that partnership blossom and grow and everything. And that it, I get it. It's a tricky place to be at being in having their seat. Because then there's people like us heavily criticizing situations like this. So I'm torn between trying to be uh, trying to be reasonable, but at the same time trying to you know let the fandom in me and say you know why why disrupt so many things. But hey, and the good thing is it's not an elimination, right? I think we would probably, which is funny, Ivan, because you kind of brought it up before when we had the 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 preview, and I think you could you could or the preview to League's Cup, right? When we were talking about yeah. it, how. I was kind of iffy on the whole thing, kind of like I, you could tell from that recording that I wasn't really sure what I was saying, you know, because part of me was saying one thing and was saying another. And not looking at it from this loss, it's kind of like, oh, good thing we didn't lose. We're not eliminated, right? Good thing this and that, because it is, I, I guess you're, you were right. Maybe we do kind of get the, the the seat does get hot and we don't we get eliminated out of the group right maybe uh we do start talking about this player needs to leave this window because the window's not closed and all that you know we start talking a lot of uh exact exaggeration but a lot of extreme stuff you know i i guess next round we we can't we just can't lose you know i think it's one of those things where it's like you can't have another performance like this because that's two now right arguably or arguably three. I don't know how the, the Atlante game went, but it was a preseason game and and we lost that game too. You know, so something has to change. You know, maybe uh like like Christian was saying, don't change anything. Go with what was working and and know what your rotational pieces are. And I think he has that answer now. I I, I don't think you can walk away from this game and not understand what went wrong not understand like, now I know who I can count on and now I know who not to play in certain situations and I don't mind seeing an Esarajo play here and there I don't mind seeing that you can get finished it's just do it in the right circumstances in the right context of the team I just I don't know I did. it felt frustrating and on all aspects being kind of in a situation where you understand why he's doing the things he's doing, but at the same time, there was no need of, for it. So I just, I don't know. Frustrated. And, and you don't even want to go at Emilio Lara either, because let's yeah, be honest, but, we, we, we already know he's, he's not a right back. You know, we all know that. And then the report before the season was they're bringing in a right back because they don't want to put Emilio Lara out there. And then you make this up, and it's like, well, what exactly is going on? Are we being lied to by reporters? Is or Banos even said it too, though, in that in that interview, you know that that he's, they're bringing in Kevin, so Emilio Lara doesn't have to play there anymore. And then you do this, like if they would have said, you know what, like you and we're gonna play there, or or someone else from the academy, right? That's actually playing there in the academy. They put him there. I have no. I'm not mad at that. But you put in Emilio Lara, and it's like, okay, like, these goals are predictable because we've seen them a lot of times, right? He doesn't know how to mark his winger or his guy, whatever, and it's like, 
okay, so what do we do? Like, what are, what are we doing? You know, like, why? I can't even be mad at Emilio Lara. I think it's just like we're kind of, like, like they say, we're ruining him, right? He shouldn't be playing in that position. And, 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 if, he, and if he stinks at, at center back, then cool. You know, we move on. It, it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? But it, it's just frustrating. And trust me, everyone shares your frustration. AP Jr. saying, I'm sorry, but Layun and Araujo got to go. Throwing in the hashtag Fuera Bathrooms. Um, I don't think Baños is at fault at this one, but it just kind of seems to be the, the the case. We got a special appearance right there of Jardine. Um Midwestern Cholo says, I still want to see Lara at center back. And I think a lot of us, they all do. We all kind of want to understand and, and see where that's at, you know? But I don't know. We'll 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 see in, in, in that case and in that <laughs> regards. But um yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm a little lost for words here. Obviously, the frustration is is at an all time high. But I, like you mentioned, if it had to be a game, it's a good thing it was this one, because there is no real consequence other than the fact that you get humiliated. But you're on to the next round. I think you have a very favorable opposition, right? You're going up against Chicago Fire, and give me a second here. I can pull up their stats. On Friday, by the way, guys. I just don't know what time yet, but it is going to be Yeah, so, so times have not been announced, but you're going up against... Most likely Chicago at five Fire. for us, right? Because that's all the, yeah. uh, every game been, like around five Pacific. What, what is it? Uh, uh, eight? Where you're at, Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's not what's usually been the whole week for all these games. So I would assume that's it. I would dare to say, yeah, probably five o'clock. Um, Chicago Fire is eighth place right now in the in the Eastern Conference. They've not had the worst of seasons. They've been pretty bad of, as of late, but it looks like this season there's they're starting to pull things around. But like I mentioned, I still think that we've got a pretty favorable draw here. Um, shout out to our boy Ricardo, who is gonna be torn between his MLS side and his Amor de Amores in America. Um, so. I heard he's an Inter Miami fan now. Oh, great! Allegedly. Well, I'm no, he's he has his season <laughs> tickets. That's that's a whole different story. Um, but shout out to him. It's gonna be called the um, the Ricardo Clasico on Friday. So make sure to tweet it out in that sense. Uh, but look, I I think it's still a favorable draw for america you you can get the job done against chicago fire like it it needs to be a must and learn from these mistakes and learn from these situations where you think okay no need to rotate i know my best starting 11 and if there's even a glimmer of hope that i can instill in you by saying this we still have yet to have diego valdez play in this tournament so that maybe possibly gives you guys a little bit of optimism going forward. I'm excited. I, I wonder. I really want to see about this and this kind of scheme that Jardine is trying to trying to pull. So hopefully, the reports are saying he should be back for the Chicago game. Obviously, if it's a more serious injury, don't want to risk him. Obviously, you know, I think we all prefer him to be ready for league play rather than this cup. But if he is available, then you know, let's put out the best eleven. I think from now on. Uh, from this tournament, from this point on, we just got to play our best. I don't know if you guys agree with that. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's, there's no need to risk him in that sense. And actually, that's why he didn't play. They thought he was okay, but didn't want to risk anything, seeing as how this game really, you were only going to fight for first place. 
but you had already punched your ticket into the next round. So there's no need to kind of, you know, think that he was going to be a necessary piece when you, you know, didn't want to potentially risk him getting injured again. The atmosphere is going to be very pro-America for that Chicago game. A hundred percent. America is huge, huge fan base in Chicago. Need to show so that's a plus, right? Now we kind of yeah. get away from anti-Mexico land. <laughs> or what, what do they say? Columbus is uh, where they send the, the national team because there's never yeah. a home yeah. field that advantage the over there. Yeah. <laughs> now we go into uh, Chicago where it's going to be the closest 100% of America fans, I would assume. No, 100%. And hopefully, America fans show out there and, and go out there, demonstrate and captivate the, the whole league in that sense. So, hopefully, we get a good performance. We'll be, we'll be talking about that more in detail as the weeks go by. If we get more details in regards to when the game is, what time, I'm assuming it's got to be played on uh, Soldier Field. I could be wrong, but we'll have to wait and see. That is the home of Chicago Fire. Yeah. No, they play in a smaller field, no. I think they do. I they had they had moved over there to Soldier Field, but they weren't really selling tickets, so Well they play right now they're playing in the in the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Were but they? if the, yeah, they were playing in the smaller one. Now smart money, they, they moved that. Uh, oh, right. they, were, they were playing in Sea Geek Stadium. I think they're gonna be playing in Sea Geek Stadium. All right. Well thank you, Midwestern Chola, for that. Hmm. Which I'm assuming he's gonna be already? there because he said yes, we will be there. Just for the league stuff. Okay, well, oh. the smart thing to do is move it to the Bear Stadium because yep. if you wanna make <laughs> if you wanna make money, you gotta adjust real quick. Definitely. But all right, gentlemen, I think we're dragging this more than it should be. I just kind of want to give you guys the floor for any last comments or questions or anything you guys want to say about this loss or about America hiding that whatever it is you guys want to get off your chest giving you the floor to do so right now um i think just i think time for experimenting's over um i think from here on out you 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 stick you stick to one two formation and then see how how it works out um stop playing players that you know aren't going to get you any results um like i said you guys all said i hope this is a good Learning experience for for Jardine. Um, and just remember that this is America. It's not San Luis. No disrespect. Um, but you are you are coaching and managing the biggest team in this region. Um, so you know, start start time. Start the time act like it. So, uh, here we go. I think uh, I think we're still in, in, in the driving seat to win to win the whole thing. But um, tonight was definitely a wake up call, and I really hope he he takes advantage of that. Uh, for me, uh, one thing I w- want to point out is one thing I like about Jardinez is that he's always consistently yelling at his players, always telling them what to do, what a, you know, always a, a adjusting rate. So for me, let's just say hopefully it's just an ugly game and then next game we see something different. And just remember, you know, it's a new system, new coach, and everything, and hopefully we just see better each game and and. and Every every we make just gets uh, fixed ASAP, you know? I agree in that sense. Um, <laughs> AP Jr. saying with uh, 
This is not Very PG, brother. For, for, for <laughs> <laughs> this is not Basically, PG, Basically, yeah, aventando la madre to Jardine. So, I, I agree, though, Chris. You know, hopefully each mistake we learn from and, and this coach is able to adapt. There's one thing that you guys mentioned was that with Tano, we weren't really able to do that. He was always kind of stuck on his way and never was capable of adapting. I want to see a Harina that can do that. I want to see a Harina that can get punched in the chin and take it and come back and be stronger for it. And I think he understands that, you know, he was at fault for this one. He was at fault for the Juarez game, fixed it against Puebla, all things resolved. I think in this case, you see things are going to be a lot more different going forward, not just against Chicago, but for the entirety of the League's Cup and also for the entirety of the Liga MX season. So, a lot of games coming in such a short period of time for America because remember the league starts in about what two and a half weeks, three. So real quick turnaround for everything. So America's got to have a, like a quick, you know, change of pace tempo. And I think that's why it, you, you can't really risk moving things around. So, and that's like, I just kind of want to say that I'm optimistic still about this hardiness kind of manager doing his thing and being able to lead us. Like you mentioned, Chris, I, I don't know if we're still top contenders to beat, uh, to win this whole competition with the, that result against Columbus. But it's okay. Maybe having the limelight shine once again on Messi and, and, and shine on maybe Monterrey helps a little bit for us to develop and continue to grow and, and do our part and do our thing. So as long as, we're, as long as we get to that final and we lift the trophy, regardless of what that result was against Columbus, doesn't matter, you know? So... We'll see what happens in the end and we'll see what happens going forward and should be a fun one. But all right. I just want to say thank you to everyone that came out to kind of listen to our little rant. Uh, Elmer Perez, AP Jr., Jose Sepulveda, Midwestern Cholo. Thank you guys. All of you guys listening. All of you guys that are listening right now on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, kind of listening to our thoughts and hopefully you guys sharing some of our frustration and that way that way we're not all just in one boat. Uh, we'll be back this week again to talk more America. We'll get you guys ready for the game against Chicago Fire. We'll get you guys caught up with everything. Maybe we'll reminisce about a little bit about Cuauhtémoc Blanco and his time there and, and all the good things he did for that city. But without further ado, America into the next round. And Bob Pardo as well. He was on the call today. He was commentating. So, yeah, he was. Oh, I love the Apple TV commentators more than two yeah. guys. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed, and I I enjoyed this thing too. I would love Paul Pardo to have a role in America because he is such a smart man. And when you hear him talk about uh, the game and, and uh, what is being played, he understands it to a T. And the way he analyzes and breaks things down, amazing. You can tell that man is smart in all aspects of the game. So, Paul um, Pardo, if you're listening to this, we we vote for you to take Banyo's job if that's the case. Um, well, without further ado, I think that's it. Um, look. Take a night's rest, sleep it over, go to work tomorrow, everybody, and just kind of relax, see what happens. And, uh, well, we'll just go from there. Hopefully, America's capable of bouncing back and getting the job done against Chicago Fire. Without further ado, thank you, guys. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Chris, for taking the time to rant a little bit, talk America. We'll be back, and hopefully uh, with a much, much better tone. There you go. It's an amazing picture of AJ right there with his muscles. Oh, man, AJ, missing man.
He's going to hate him. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope he <laughs> doesn't. All right, man. You guys have a wonderful time. You guys have a wonderful night. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.